This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Hi, LSPod fans, it's JR here. Burt's Babes, Hoddle's Heroes, even Decanio's Dozens. We've had some iconic lineups in our history at Swindon, just like the legendary menu at McDonald's. Parkin' or Austin, sweet curry or barbecue? Why not get a McNugget share box to enjoy the debates with your mates? And thanks to book delivery, every drop-off can be a home win. Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points too. No one wants to drop points at home, and with tasty rewards to earn, you won't be missing out. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. It's Swindon Town. Hello and welcome to another episode of The Presser with Total Sports Swindon's very own Ryan Walker. Hello, Ryan. Hello, Rich. Good morning, listeners. Thank you for joining us once again. Um, I take it the fact the fact that we're now four episodes in this season, uh, people are enjoying this little feature. So, thank you for your support. They're doing okay. They're doing okay. I think they I, I think they like the little snippet of Ben Garner more than anything. But um, <laughs> but we'll, we'll take some of the credit, right? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so, I mean, before we go into the presser. Let's get the final take on the game on Tuesday against Tramia Rovers. Ryan, you were there. What was your what was your thoughts? I thought it was a well, I thought I thought it was a, a, a good game. I think both sides probably deserved to point out the encounter. You know, of course their goalkeeper pulled off a series of stellar saves from um McCurdy, but then of course Jojo Wallacott and Arnett pulled off some world class saves as well. So I think a point was was a fair result each. Um Swindon Creating good chances, just didn't have the, their shooting boots on in that in that final third. You know, Harry McCurdy should have had two, possibly even a hat trick from that game. Um, it's it's certainly improving though. That the performances are getting consistently better. I don't think we we yet to see an awful performance. So it all bodes well for the future and going into tomorrow's match against Salford. Absolutely. Okay. Well, let's let's talk about the press conference for the Salford City game. Um, I mean, first off the bat. It's not a banger in terms of press conferences, is it? 
No, it's not. You know, the, it wasn't the most riveting press conference to join into at 8.30 in the morning, but it must be done. Needs must be. And, and you know, I think it kind of picks up a little bit later on as we go further into the press conference. You'll hear from my snippets with Ben Garner that he was quite chattier as he got probably more towards the end of it. I get that, you know, certain media outlets have to ask certain questions every week because they're looking to get certain things. But I think we could just mix it up a little bit more and make it a bit more exciting at times as well. Yeah, and I think, especially when transfer windows shut, I mean, what more can you talk about other than injuries and the threat of the opposition and showing them respect, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, precisely. You know, at a minute, the first couple of questions are always going to be about signings. Then you're going to talk about injuries. That's kind of your top three things that you're really going to, top three questions that you're going to look to ask in a press conference. But I like to delve a little bit in, deeper into it. This is your, the way I see it, a press conference is a free hit for you to speak to the person in charge, to ask them whatever question you want, and then to have them on record when they give you an answer, however that answer may be. So, you know, I personally like to delve a little bit more deeper into their thinking and, and their preparation for games and, and of course, my give them my analysis and get their opinion on whether they agree with me. And that's just the way I am with my press conferences. I like to delve a little bit more into into a manager's thinking. Oh, fair enough. Okay, well, as usual, the usual suspects were in attendance for this press conference. So that was yourself in total, uh, Johnny Leefield of the Advertiser and Sean Hodgetts of BBC Radio Wiltshire. The first question straight away um, was in relation to the new signing, which was Jaden Mitchell Lawson, a familiar face uh, for Swindon fans because he was a former youth player before he was sold to Derby County. Uh, he did play in the first team once for Derby and along with one other cup appearance. He spent a couple of spells on loan locally with Bristol Rovers. He's been injured. We wouldn't have it any other way. <laughs> and, <laughs> and he signs for Swindon Town again. Um, so, I mean, what, what, was, what was the explanation? I mean, where are we at with um, Mitchell Lawson's fitness? Is he, is he good to go or is he, is he still recovering from his knee injury? So he's not good to go at the moment. Of course, he picked up that knee injury when he was at Derby. Um, he has been in rehab with Swindon over the course of pre-season. And, and he's just this week actually began training with the first team and then undergoing full training as well. Um, so his fitness levels aren't there really to be involved against Salford tomorrow. But he should hopefully not probably start. But next week, he'll probably be coming off the bench, I'd expect, at the very least in the matchday squad. What are we expecting from him um, positionally? I think... You know, a lot of fans have said on social media, possibly he's going to be occupying this midfield role, but be an attacking midfielder. That is true in some ways, but I think the way that Ben Garner is seeing Jaden Mitchell Lawson is that he's going to be an attacker outright for Swindon. He's either going to be playing on the wings or he's going to be playing in that number 10 pocket um, that we've, of course, seen the likes of Harry Parsons and Ben Gladwin playing. Or, you know, it wouldn't be surprising to see him possibly acting as a striker, perhaps in that false number nine position. So he's certainly coming into this side to provide an attacking threat. And, and his main role will be to attack, to take players on and to hopefully bag a few goals. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll shelve the goal scorer element um, of this signing until a bit later on, because you dive a little bit deeper mm. into the attacking options. So we'll get to that a bit later on. But can we expect any more signings before the Salford game? Or is it still the wait and see approach? I don't think we're going to have any more signings in before the Salford game. I'd, I'd be very surprised if we would have, because we've had no indication um, that that is going to be happening at this moment in time. 
it looks like the club will only be attempting to bring in one more player um, before the close of the transfer window. But of course, from Ben Garner's point of view, it has to be the right player. And this is something he's elaborated on lots that he's not going to bring a player in just for the sake of it. They have to be the right character. They have to fit into what Swindon and Town are trying to build. And they, of course, have to be in the position that Swindon want as well, which is that striker. In relation to squad building, I mean, we still have a couple of loan spaces that we can fill up. Mm. Would it not be... And I know that they are very much driven towards opportunities for the youth players, and I'm all for that. But in terms of the size of the squad, maybe a couple of lone players in more of a work experience level, you know, players that aren't probably ready, but they're more useful in League Two within the, within the 18 than they are in the Premier League or what have you. I totally, I totally get where you're coming from, you know, that we've had... We've had loan players from Premier League clubs come to us. Of course, of course, we've got Kane Kessler Hayden on loan from Aston Villa this season, which is a prime example of of that debate. However, I think from Ben Garner's point of view, he doesn't want to fill up those remaining loan players with the likes of sorry, the loan positions with the likes of you know more youthful players because one, we've already got quite a lot of youth at the club, but also because he's then going to have to get to that stage where he's leaving players out of his squad on a regular basis that are going to be sitting in the stands, and that's something he doesn't want to do. He wants a close-knit group. He wants a collective where everyone's on the same page. Everyone's got the same attitude. I think from his point of view, if you bring in lone players that aren't ready to play, then there's probably just more, there's more, there's basically not a point in bringing them in at all. So I suppose that if we do have an injury crisis in various positions, then the free transfer market will be there for him. Entirely. You know, I th- we they touched on it in the press conference about kind of our injuries at the moment, and that's all being really well managed. Um, I'm not sure if it would be an entirely kind of situation whereby we'll then just dip into the free transfer market and say, okay, we'll take that player because this person is injured. I also think if you look deeper into the Swindon Town squad at this moment in time, there's a lot of versatility in there. And there's a lot of different players that can play in different positions, uh, kind of a lot of jack of all trades, which is not just for team selection purposes. It's also, like you said, for injuries as well, where those players can then fill in in different areas. If players do get injured, which they inevitably will this season, like happens at all clubs. Yeah, I'm a I'm a product of my time, Ryan. You know, I've I've had we've had 15 years of if you've got X amount of spaces for loans, fill them and get two more. Yeah, <laughs> I understand it because you know why wouldn't why wouldn't you take up as many loan positions as you possibly could fill? They're not your player at the end of the day. You pay a percentage of the wages. It's quite an easy deal to get done, and you can normally find some diamonds in the rough as well. Um, with previous managers, we have seen that. But with Ben Garner, it's very much that he's eyeing up more permanent deals and reducing the amount of loan players at the club as well. Yeah. Okay, so where are we with, um, you said before that we're managing our squad very well in terms of injuries. Where are we in in in, in that respect? So we've not picked up any new injuries recently, which is which is brilliant. Um, Kane Kessler-Hayden, of course, he's he'll be back tomorrow after he served his suspension. Um, after picking up that red card. And I'm pleased to say that Jordan Lydon and Matthew, Matthew Baldry, although they're not expected to be involved tomorrow, they're not far away from making a return now. Um, and, Swin- and Swindon's injury room, their treatment room, is, is filling out quite nicely and it's getting very quiet in there, which is good to see. So all, all signs are pointing towards Swindon managing players, managing their fitness, um, managing their requirements in terms of what they can do physically a lot better than what they have done in previous years. It's remarkable, isn't it? I know we're only, you know, 
a couple weeks in, but you know, two of the usual suspects dip out one before the season starts before even the new regime come in and to, to not have the sort of level of injuries that we've had previously is, is, you know, encouraging, but it is what it is at the moment. You know, anything can happen um, in the next game. Absolutely. I, I, I agree. No, we're, we're not sitting here saying that we're going to go a whole season without injuries, but if you look at last season, for example, you know, where we had, it seemed like the injury, the treatment room was always packed full with defenders. Um, or, or goalkeepers that kept getting injured. So it's certainly a good sign that shows that I know that Swindon have invested more in kind of their medical facilities this season. Also, you know, their, their analysis and their, and their physio, physios and all of kind of the, I suppose, the scientific departments that you would say nowadays that a modern day club really should have. Heaven forbids, it could also suggest that this squad are happy. <laughs> well, <laughs> if you listen to Anthony Grant on... Um, the FL72 show last night, then you'll understand this club certainly is happy and they're a lot happier than last year. <laughs> um, okay, so Kessler Hayden coming back gives Garner a little bit of a dilemma, doesn't it? Because Akinol de Mayo came in um, and did all right. What do you think Garner will do? I think it will be a revert to putting Kane Kessler Hayden back in at right back and, and probably... Probably justifiably as well. I'm not saying he had a bad performance, but dropping Akin Odomeo to the bench just because he's not had as many minutes in him at the moment. And of course, the defensive central partnership of Dion Conroy and Romney Crixlow are performing well. So I'd imagine Kane Kassadin will come back into the side. He's, from what we've seen so far, he's too good a player to leave out. And although he's had that red card, he's still been able to train. So he's, he's had more rest than any other players as well. So he's certainly going to be firing on all cylinders. Yeah, and this is really, really sort of key man management now for Ben Garner because Akin Odomeo finished the season as our player of the year. He was looking at solid League One football, you know, going on trial with Portsmouth didn't work out for him. And he's found himself back at Swindon. And, you know, I'm sure he's keen to be back. But at the same time, he will be maybe licking his wounds a little bit because he didn't get the contract elsewhere that maybe he was encouraged to get or thought he would get through, you know, his agent telling him. And now he finds himself fighting for a place that would have been absolutely his had he stuck around all, all summer. And, you know, it's really great that the moment that Odomeo is getting on with things, but there will come a time where Ghana will have to manage that. Yes, entirely. You know, I, I can't sit here and, and I don't think anyone can sit there and blame like an Odomeo given the situation no. that we're in over the summer for going somewhere else and trying to kind of get a new deal at a club in a different division. But Ben Garner does have a situation in his hands whereby he needs to, well, he doesn't need to be, it's up to him, but he will want to try and fit someone of Akin Odomeo's talent into his back line, into his defence. At the moment, however... I can totally understand where the new head coach is coming from. You know, Dion Conroy and, and Romney have played really well together in that central defensive partnership. And net they're, they're establishing a solid partnership, it seems, as well, where kind of both of them are on the same wavelength. Almost um, similar to our to our last League Two title winning season with that defensive partnership of Matthew Bowdry and Dion Conroy himself again. So it is difficult because, of course, you've got the likes of Ellis Andolo, Rob Hunt, um, to play that can play in fullback positions as well. You've got Matthew Bowdry set to come back from injury. So he's got a lot of managing to do in that defence. But luckily, we have a lot of games coming up, and I'm sure there'll be a lot of switching and changing of players in, in that lineup as well. 
Edison Andalo just about to hit game 99 of his Swindon career. It's been a long time coming, but he's finally getting there in, what, his seventh season as a Swindon Town senior player. Um, quite the journey for him. It's crazy, isn't it? The, the the poor guy's had so many difficult injuries to overcome, and he always seems to be a player that gets up to full fitness, gets back to his best form, and then another injury happens again, unfortunately. You know, he's looking good this season, I have to say. He was unlucky not to start on the Tuesday night game. Uh, Rob Hunt did well, but I think Alessandro might be coming back into the side tomorrow. Um, but, you know, fingers crossed he can really push on this season and show Swindon fans that he is the type of player that all Swindon fans know that he can be. Oh, I think he's had it for a while. It's just injuries have got in the way, um, unfortunately for him. But game 99, hopefully against Salford. OK, Salford City. What the hell is Salford City all about? I have no idea. Everyone keeps telling me that they are, you know, promotion elect, which, you know, I've got no opinion either way, whether they are or they are not, because I don't know much about them. I look at their squad and, you know, it's got some decent players. Ian Henderson may be ageing, but he's certainly a key player for them. Of course, they've got Jordan Turnbull, who we know all about. A couple of other players, you know, defensive option-wise, Jason Lowe, you know, up front, you've got people like Tom Elliott. You know, they've got some names in there. Oh, they also got Tyreek Wright, who was um, linked mm-hmm. to Swindon over the summer also. who probably, I think that would be a debut for him. But I don't really know much about them. I look at their form this season. It's not great. Um, they've not won in the league yet. Two draws and a loss away at Crawley. What what do we know about Salford City other than that? I think part of the reason we don't know much about Salford City is because they've not, without insulting Salford fans, they've not actually got much history behind them in terms of actual league history. And um, of course, you know, they were this kind of non-league outfit and that's what they were happy with for years until the class of uh, Manchester United's 92 came in to take over the club. And also they've got um, a massive billion pound investment from abroad as well. So they're a club that certainly has money behind them. I think that's where fans are kind of getting this expectation that they're going to be fighting uh, for promotion this season. But, you know, it's just because you have money and just because you might recruit well doesn't mean that you're certainly going to win the division or even going to get promotion. It's still early days. Of course, Gary Bowie is the manager there now after he replaced uh, Richie Wellens. Um, they haven't won a game like you said. And, and I, I think I think fans are possibly giving Salford a little bit too much credit on how good they can be this season. Um, I think you have to take them as they come, see how they play on the day. I'm not going to this match thinking that because they've got so much money behind them that they're going to walk the league or they're going to walk all over Swindon Town. That's not going to be the way. And if anything, I think Swindon are in the driving seat for this game tomorrow. And I, I think it could be three points on the road for us. Well, that's really interesting. I, I, I don't know if I can commit to that. I just... You know, I just look at the side and, I mean, they've got a very small squad as well. You know, Boy is going down this, a similar road as, as what Garner's doing in, by the looks of it in the sense that he's wanting certain, you know, amount of players and type of player. But I, mean, I guess people just get lost in, in the, the 92, but also they're one of these teams that, you know, we, we we don't like seeing these clubs on TV and with all the fanfare of the 92. And obviously that they did what they did with Wellens, even though it sounded like Wellens was well on his way to being jaded at Swindon, regardless of Salford City. Mm. But it, it, it I just, I think it's, they're one of those teams that other sides in League 2 would just really want to beat because 
it's Salford City, which might not be fair. Um, I certainly don't have any opinion on them crazily, you know, negative, but it, it, they, they have to have that sort of element to them where they struggle to, they struggle to get results because people want to stick it to them. It's kind of almost like they're the, they're the wealthy Manchester City of League Two, you know, they're, they've got all this money behind them, but fans want to beat them because they don't want to see a team essentially buy the league, which is, which is kind of the, um, connotations that are thrown at Salford City. I'm not sure that Gary Bowie is going to be sticking around long there. You know, Salford, like I said, with Richie Wellens, have kind of got a track record of, of getting rid of managers if they're not performing to their expectations. And the expectations of the owners are that so far they've earned lots of different promotions after coming up from non-league. And now they're wanting to push on and really see how far they can go. But league football is, is a very hard egg to break and especially getting promoted for your first time is even harder so you know I think Salford have got a bigger job on their hands than perhaps some fans um, realise and I think that I really do think that although they've got all this money behind them money's not everything and and Salford can't just buy their way through the leagues. Yeah and I think uh, Forest Green Rovers are a good example of you know the roads that Salford are going down. Salford will climb the leagues at some point um, but I think Forest Green came into the league in a similar way with a little bit of arrogance, overexcitement, and they've struggled to get out of League Two. But now I think finally, you know, the penny has dropped with Forest Green Rovers and I, I think they'll be, you know, well up there this season. But I think Salford City perhaps are a couple of years or a year or so behind Forest Green in that respect. Absolutely. Forest Green have had all this money behind them, even enough money to buy a new stadium. Of course, they've even had uh, Hector Bellerin of Arsenal come in as an investor at the club. But like you said, it, it's certainly no easy task whereby you can just throw a bunch of money at it and expect to get promotion. Um, you've got to work hard. You've got to know how 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 to actually manage a team in this league. Um, and I think that they will get there eventually, Salford. But it's not going to be as easy as the owners are probably predicting it is. Yeah. Hooray for wage caps, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> right, let's go back to Swindon Town. That was plenty on Salford. You're welcome uh, to any of their fans that just somehow are listening to this. Shall we Shall we listen to your part of the press conference? Absolutely. Let's go. You speak about kind of wanting to bring in that, that extra attacker and you said that it needs to be the right person. If you don't get that attacker in, does this team have enough goals in it already, do you feel? Do, do, does your strike force have enough goals there? Yeah, without doubt. I think um, if we hadn't been creating chances or we hadn't looked like scoring, I would probably have a few concerns and maybe look to uh, to make changes. But we are creating chances. We're getting in great positions. Um, we just probably haven't been as clinical as we like. Um, but the stats in terms of the amount of positions we're getting into, the amount of shots we're taking in good areas... Um, we've been a little bit unlucky with some very good goalkeeping on, on parts of the, the other team. Um, and we can certainly, like I say, be a little bit more ruthless with our final ball and our finish, our execution of that. Um, so, no, I'm, I'm, I'm pleased with where we are. I think if you look through the team, you know, Tari Simpson will score goals. Harry McCurdy will score goals. Ben Gladwin will score goals. Jack Payne will score goals. You know, I could go on and on. Kane Kessler, I think, will score goals. Um, I think we've got defenders that can score goals. So, like I said before, we're not pinning it on one position or one individual. Uh, I think as a collective, we've got goals in the squad. If we can add that one player that will give us um, a little bit more in that regard or something a little bit different, 
um, then we will do that like we've done with Jaden. You know, Jaden is a very good finisher um, and, and I think we'll score goals and create goals at this level as well. Yeah, and you've had a few games under, under your belt now as Swindon coach. Are we nearly at the stage where we're going to start seeing the best from this squad? Yeah, I think the start has been pleasing in terms of performances, in terms of consistency, um, in terms of a clear identity straight away about what we are as a team and as a club. Um, the only disappointment for me is that I think we deserve more points. Um, that, that would be the, the one thing. But if you'd have said that to me when I walked in the door, that you'd have four points after three games and be very disappointed with that, that would have been a fantastic sign for me because it shows how quickly we've progressed in a short space of time. Um, so I think the next two weeks will be will be huge for us. Um, and I think once we once we have that two, four weeks of training and then go into that next set of games, I think that's when we'll become stronger because we've got players that are behind um, fitness-wise and, and minutes. Um, and when we've had that extra time on the grass, not just in fitness terms, but in football terms and how we want to play and how we want to work, I think that will, that will be a, a big push forward. And as I've said, I think we're going to get stronger and stronger as the season goes on because of the amount of work that we do putting on the training ground. Well, finally, um, you spoke about the arrival of Jaden. Um, you, you're getting a, quite a large collective of midfielders at, at the club. Now you're going to have quite a few selection headaches this season in that department. Yeah, but Jaden's a forward. Um, I certainly wouldn't class him as a as a midfield player. He's a forward. He can play. He can play wide. He can play central. He can play as a ten behind. He's very much an attacking player. Loves to go past people. Um, likes to run behind defences. Uh, like I said, can create and score goals. But yeah, we want competition. But we want that group where everyone's part of the process. Um, I've said before, I don't want four or five players, senior players, sitting in the stand on a match day, not making our squad. Mm -hmm. Uh, we want a, a close-knit group where everyone contributes, um, whether they're starting games, whether they're coming on and finishing the game, um, whether they're on the bench and supporting the team, whether they're a key part of training. Those areas are so, so important. It's not just about the players that start the game. It's about the collective. And if we're going to do well this season, if we're going to build this football club, that's going to be really, really important for us. Good. Thank you for your time. Good luck tomorrow, Ben. Thank you. Okay, then. So, um, you wanted to focus on Swindon Town's attack. Um, and something that was mentioned by Ben Garner there interested me that he was like, without doubt, this team currently has enough goals in it. Do you agree with that? I'm not sure I agree entirely at, at this moment in time, simply because although, you know, we've scored a few goals, um, we have we've struggled to kind of really become that, goal-scoring, free-flowing team that Ben Garner wants us to be at this moment. We scored four goals from three games, so it's not a bad return. But I think the way that Ben Garner has highlighted the need for another striker to come into the club, I really don't think you can put so much pressure on the need for a striker to come into the club whilst at the same time believing that your team has currently got enough goals in it. I totally understand his point where he speaks about having that versatility in the squad, how we've got the likes of a certain amount of midfielders and wingers that can chip in with goals, like Sir Harry McCurdy, Ben Gladwin, Jack Payne, even touched on how Kane Kessler Hayden and the defenders can score goals as well, which they can. But at this moment in time, and Ben Garner, which is the reason why he wants to bring in a striker, is that Swindon Town don't have a forward in their team that can go out and score double digits of goals this season. And that is what they need if they're going to fight for promotion. This team is good enough at the moment in time 
with the scorers that they've got at the club to stay in this league 100%. But if they want to push on this season and challenge for the playoffs and challenge to get um, automatic promotion or even, sorry, the playoffs back to the league after dropping down last year, then they need that striker in there. And we've been here before, haven't we, in recent years where it feels like we've got almost all the components and the one glaringly obvious one is goals. Yes, it's a strange one, isn't it? Because we put so much effort into recruiting defenders. Of course, we've had quite a high influx of midfielders at this club this summer. We've also had goalkeepers come in as well. And the team seems like it's there. It's there. It's just missing the final, final piece of the jigsaw. I don't think it's the fact that we can't get a striker in. I think there's certainly a few strikers out there that Swindon Town um, could get in quite easy if they wanted to, um, whether that be on a loan deal or a, or a permanent deal. I think the problem is, is that Ben Garner is very specific on the players that he wants in the club. And unless this player comes in that is a striker that matches the club's ambition, matches the way that Swindon Town wants to play and has the right attitude, then he won't come in. They know who they want, don't they? They do know who they want. Um, they've kept it very close to their chest, who they want. We got told last week by Ben Garner himself that they're currently working with their number one striking option. It's gone a little bit quiet on that front, which leads me to believe that possibly negotiations aren't going as straightforward as they want. There won't be a striker in before Salford, I'm quite certain of that. Um, but there's still time in the window and, and Ben Garner, I think, is pushing and he's subtly hinting to Clem Morfuni as well that this club needs a new striker. And I'm sure, I'm, I am sure that we will get one in before the end of the window. Well, Morfuni's been to every game, so he should be able to uh, agree with that. I don't know, man. I, I just, I've got, I've got a feeling it might be one of those exciting signings because they're saying that we've got room for a couple of places, but we only want one, which, um, which says to me that they might be willing to pay afford a certain amount of wages which probably takes out a couple of signings if they sign it so I, I, I have no idea I've got no in the in the no ITK knowledge but I just get a feeling they're going to bring someone in that you know 30 years old and we, we'd have heard of them shall we say yeah precisely you know the, the fact that we are bringing in just the one player it, it almost has kind of throwbacks to the likes of Owen Doyle arriving at the club even though it was a loan deal at the time he was kind of that big-name striker that came to the club. And, of course, how, how, look how well he did for us. If we bring in a striker, put it this way, it's not going to be a striker that is a huge prospect of lots of potential. It's going to be someone that is proven at this level, or at the very least, they're not proven at this level, someone that so many people regard in such high esteem that you know he's just going to make the difference as soon as he arrives. Do you think there's anyone in this squad that... that can score 10 plus because you know your McCurdy's and your Pains they get plenty of chances Gladwin gets plenty of chances but you know execution isn't quite there um not for the want of trying do you think there are players in there that that can get 10 plus goals and obviously we need 15 20 25 plus really but there are goals in there I'm just like you I'm not convinced there's much you know options well there's not much prolific options I'm not, it's a difficult one. I'm not sure if we do have that Templar striker in there. Uh, the one player I would look to, despite the fact that he's not scored yet, is actually Tyree Simpson. I think he, I think if Town play more to the way that he, he, he wants to play, I genuinely do feel he can score quite a few goals for Swindon this season. He only had a couple of glimpses against Tranmere, whereby the ball was fed through to him. A lot of the time in that game, it was he was trying to make runs in behind and the execution on the pass just wasn't good enough. 
So on the chances that he had, he struck the ball well. He pulled, he made the keeper pull off some good saves. And I think once I think he's going to be a player that once he gets that first goal, he's going to push on and score quite a few. So that that would be my pick. Um, but of course, as a striker, he needs to start putting the ball in the back of the net. Certainly does. And here's hoping he does that against Salford. So your next question was 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 a general question based on the start of the season. Were you happy with his response? Yeah, I think it was. A, I think it was a very honest response, and I think it echoed the sorts of most Swindon fans out there as well. Typical, you know, we've we've played well. We're consistently getting better and better each game, which is what I would agree with. Um, but at the same time, he feels that Swindon Town deserve more points than what we've currently got. Although Ben Garner has not been negative about the fact that we've got four points in three games, and, and and neither should he be either because. You look at how long he's had since he's come into the club and he said that if you had told me when I stepped through your door that after three games I would have picked up four points and be disappointed with that, then that would be a fantastic sign for him because it shows how quickly we're progressing um, as well. He did touch on how the next two weeks, of course, we've not got these Tuesday games, so it's going to give the players so much rest in between matches and also so much time to get out on the pitch training and to get his identity uh, further instilled in this squad. And he said that, after those two weeks, after the next two weeks, you'll really start to see exactly what the Swindon Town side is about and just how good they can be in this league. Lovely. Okay, and that takes you to your final question, which was about midfielders, which everyone's talking about. And, you know, I get a bit holier than thou on, on social media occasionally when I see Swindon announcing a signing and people are just... He's not a forward. 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 You know, when they spend all day saying, sign someone, sign someone, sign someone. And we all want that out and out centre forward option, not somebody who's, you know, an AMRLC, you know, somebody who can play everywhere in, in, in attack, but isn't that, you know, vocal point, that person that you, you Doyle is the, is the easy and obvious option to say, even Pittman. Um, but it didn't work out for him. But that's what people want, don't they? They want that that experienced sort of safety net forward that you can trust, and that's something we don't have. But Garner was very much Jaden Mitchell Lawson is a forward. I, I don't necessarily agree with him based on his career thus far, looking beyond just you know the minimal games he's played in the mm-hmm. football league, but. I think I think it's abundantly clear what the fans want and probably what they want too. But Garner's just batting it away at the moment. Yeah, I I looked at kind of Jaden coming into the club and I had him down as an attack-minded player, but an attack-minded midfielder at that. I didn't have him down as as being this out-and-out forward that Ben Garner told us. Um, it kind of put me back on my haunches a little bit, and I think it was almost Ben Garner was trying to convince us that he is an attacker. But we'll only see the more he plays. I think but Jaden is a is a is a brilliant attacking minded player. He likes to take players on, you know, he can chip in with goals. He's a very creative midfielder. But in my opinion, he is a midfielder. Um I think he's almost trying to cover up just in case we don't get a striker. He's trying to cover up the fact that we have enough attackers and, and forwards, is what he said. Um, in this squad, but you know, I'm still not buying it. <laughs> not, no, not... I've, got, I've got to be honest. I agree. I mean, I, I'm trusting. I, I hate the phrase. Poor old Dion Conroy got you know pelters for it when he used it, and a couple of the players are using it now. I think JoJo said it um, in post match on Tuesday. Trust the process, um, and I do trust what Chorley and Garner are doing. The logic is all there, 
but you'll it'll it'll take some proving and some convincing for me to say Mitchell Lawson isn't out and out forward <laughs> at this moment in time because we've kept an eye on him for years as Swindon fans because you know his progress could result in money coming our way um cynical where that money would go Claxon um but we we've been keeping an eye on them and never have I heard him be described as an out and out centre forward it might just be that Ben Garner spoke about development this season and and how he wants to develop players and it might just be that he, 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 view, he views him as that. He might not have been that before, but that's how he's going to use him. And that's how he's going to try and develop him. So, you know, proof will be in the pudding. We'll, we'll see in this first couple of games what type of player he is and what positions he's deployed in. Um, because finally, what I'd just like to say is, of course, we've got a lot of players in these positions that he's talking about playing. And we've got wingers now with the likes of Johnny Williams and Harry McCurley at the club. Even Jack Payne has been playing as a wing. We've got number 10s in there, and the likes of Harry Parsons and Ben Gladwin. So if he is looking to use him in that role, it'll be very interesting to see what players are being left out for him. Yeah, OK. I mean, I, I, if, if Garner's going to turn him into centre-forward, then brilliant, I wish him well. There is. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not down on any of that. It's just that I don't, I don't buy it for, for the time being. OK, so this is our only our second game against Salford City in our history, the last time. Um, we won 3-2, a memorable one for the 1,340 fans that made the trip up to Salford. I, I spent a bit of time when I wasn't online thinking, what was the second game? What was the score when they played us at the county ground? And then, of course, I realised that the game didn't get played because of because of the season ending earlier. Um, we're going to talk about the lineup now. I am beginning to tire of trying to guess this because I keep on saying they'll stick to the same squad and he, he is tweaking every now and again. Every game so far, he's made slight changes. So what do you think the lineup will be against Salford, Ryan? I think, I think the formation will stay at 4-2-3-1. There will be a couple of the changes I expect. Um, I think Harry Parsons will drop out of the side. And also, like I said previously, I think Aiken Odomeo will drop out of the side. So I'm going to go Wallacott. Right back will be Kesler Hayden, Dion Conroy, uh, Romney Cricklow. And then I, I'm i I'm thinking Rob Hunt might keep his place in that side just because Ellis Iandola is a very attacking, attack-minded uh, fullback. And I think he might want a little bit more uh, kind of defences assurances against, against Salford. It'll be the same midfield duo. I'd be surprised anything else apart from Anthony Grant and Louis Reed. Um, Harry McCurdy will keep his place. I think he's done enough to keep his place because he has he did play well the other night despite not having um, you know the goals against his name that he probably deserved. Ben Gladwin will come in for Harry Parsons, I believe. Jack Payne will keep his place, I'm sure. And, and, and I'd be very surprised if anyone but Tyree Simpson led the line. Yeah, and, and you think they're going to just... Ease Johnny Williams into the uh, into the squad gently. You think? Yeah, I, I think it's not as much that you know Johnny Williams needs time. I, you know, he, of course, he's had all week to train. He's been training previously, so I do think he's probably fit enough to at least start the game. Maybe not finish it all, but more to the fact, I think Harry McCurdy was was very good on Tuesday night, and, and I don't understand why a lot of fans might be using him as a scapegoat because I think he's good. I think he showed what he's all about. And I think he deserves to stay in this squad and, and at least, at the very least, make Johnny Williams fight for the right to, to start. Yeah, I, th- I think I think that is a sounder squad, as sound as prediction as I could make. I wonder if they'll put Williams in somehow. But 
I, I think they're man managing Iandolo as well. I think they're looking after his body more than throwing him in. But I think Rob Hunt has done nothing majorly wrong, if anything at all, to mm-hmm. uh, to warrant um, leaving the eleven. Um, okay, so what what you think we're going to win? Yeah, I'm going for a win. I I think Swindon. I almost feel this could be the performance where some of the goals start flying in for Swindon. I know that Salford are a good side. Um, I don't agree with the expectation that everyone's putting on them. But I'm going to go for a, a quite a good win. I'm going to go for a 3-1 Swindon win. I have no idea about Salford or whether they're a good side, um, but I love the optimism. So I'll go 2-1, um, 2-0 sailing, and then we'll go and concede in like the 89th minute just to make me feel sick. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, lovely. Okay, well, that, that's, that, that'll do, I think, Ryan. Thank you very much. Thank you very much for having us, and we'll see you again next week. The Low Strangers is an independent podcast. Views given do not reflect those of Swindon Town Football Club. The music provided within episodes of The Presser are by the amazing Drag Me Down, influenced by the great Matthew Kilford. The podcast artwork is by Matt in Singapore. What a guy. Thanks for listening. Come on, Swindon. Hi, Alice Pod fans, it's JR here. If Swindon players were McDonald's items, who would they be? We've had lots of Big Macs, like the legendary Alan McLaughlin, Harry McCurdy, or even Steve McMahon. Perhaps you'd prefer to channel the power of McPlant, like Darren Ward, or maybe five chicken selects, one to enjoy for each time Ben Gladwin joined. Yep, there's one spare, but there's still time. And you don't need super scouts or data solutions to get your hands on any of these. McDelivery through the McDonald's app brings them all to you. At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times.